De cuius assumptione gaudent angeli et collaudant filium dei, in whose assumption the angels rejoice and they praise together the Son of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. One of the things that strikes me looking at the texts given us for the office and the Mass of the Feast of the Assumption is that there is perhaps no other feast which so clearly expresses our solidarity with the angels. The antiphons and the responsories of this feast continually speak to us of the joy that all of heaven experiences in Mary's Assumption. We sing in the first antiphon of the office, Mary is taken up into heaven, the angels rejoice. We heard the same thing in the verse of the Alleluia. And this scene of the angels rejoicing in the Assumption of Our Lady is described to us in many of the psalms that are chosen for the office of the feast. Psalm 44, which we will sing at sext, was inspired for this day above all, the psalm that describes the wedding of the king and the king's glorious bride being ushered into his presence. Yesterday at the vigil mass, we heard a verse of that psalm at the introit, Vultum tuum deprecabuntur omnes divites plebis. All the rich ones of the people shall beseech thy face. And there's a lot of different ways that one could take that verse, but what it seemed to be speaking of yesterday was the way in which the rich ones of the people, the rich ones of the church triumphant, the angels in heaven, were beseeching to be able to see the face of Our Lady, longing to see that face appear in heavenly glory, that face which the Son of God first gazed upon in the moment of his birth. That face is also the joy of all of the angels. And so the liturgy brings before us the joy that the angels experience in seeing Mary assumed into heaven, and the liturgy encourages us to rejoice with them. As we sang in the response read at the end of the first doctrine last night, Gaudent cori angelorum, the choirs of the angels rejoice, consortes et concives nostri, the sharers of our lot and our fellow citizens. Or this translation says, the sharers of our lot and of our home. The angels are our consortes et concives. They're the ones who share our lot. They're the ones who share our citizenship. This is a, a bold claim. If the angels are our fellow citizens, then we are their fellow citizens. But this we know is true. Louis Bouillet tells us in his book, The Meaning of the Monastic Life, that man is an angel of substitution, that after the fall of a part of the angelic choirs, man was created in order to make up for the praise that was lacking to God from them. Man was created to bring the praise of God that's offered by the angels to this lower earthly region which God had also created. This is the vocation of man, to share in the life of the angels. And so in, as we've so often heard, doing on earth what the angels do in heaven, monks are simply living to the full the human vocation and the Christian vocation, which is to praise God and to live for his glory. 
especially for those of our brothers who are remembering the anniversary of their profession today. This is a motive for thanksgiving, that we are given the vocation of the angels, that we are made consortes et concives of the angels, that even as we live our seemingly mundane lives here on earth, we are called to give to God the praise that the angels are giving to him. But today we become aware that by God's amazing design, the angels' praise of him includes praising his mother. The angels are enjoying the beatific vision. They're seeing God as he is in the light of glory. And yet in that act of praising God, they are also praising this humble creature, this human creature, this humble maiden of Nazareth, who, as the liturgy tells us, has been exalted above them. Exaltata es sancta dei genetrix super coros angelorum. Metaphysically, this is incredible that a human creature would be exalted above the cherubim and seraphim with their extremely powerful and intelligent natures. But God has deigned to make this creature his mother and to exalt her to a dignity surpassing the angels. And not only that, but a share in the glory that she now has is offered to all of us. Our Lord said yesterday in the Gospel, when the woman from the crowd said, Blessed is the womb that bore thee and the breast that nursed thee. Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. All of us who hear the word of God and keep it become, as our Lord says, his brother and sister and mother. All of us are offered a share in the glory which now belongs to Our Lady, who is exalted above the angels. This is the optima pars, the best part which is offered to us. As we hear in the Gospel, Mary hath chosen for herself the best part which will not be taken from her. This best part is hearing the word of God and keeping it. And this too is our vocation. As we prepare here on earth to live the angelic life in heaven, we prepare by listening to the word of God, by inclining the ear of our heart. We choose the best part above all in receiving our Lord in the Most Holy Eucharist and in abiding before his Eucharistic presence. We'll hear the text of the Gospel repeated over and over again as we come to receive our Lord today. Because it is in the Holy Eucharist that we are offered the best part. May we not only in that moment, but in every moment of our lives, choose the best part. Choose to open our hearts to hear the word of God and to guard it and to act upon it. And in so doing, may we also choose to live the life of the angels. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.